0: You are listening to The Gateway Church in Spring Lake, Michigan. To learn more, visit us at thegatewaygh.com. I am so thankful for your worship team. Uh, I know I got a little loud, but when you, when you think about the message in the worshiping, I don't know how you stay quiet. It is marvelous what Jesus has done for us. And it just bounces all over in my insides. How do you explain that to people? There's no words to put that, to describe that. And when I begin to think, Can you imagine, is it in any way conceivable that the master of this universe, you know they talk about the Big Bang, well he was behind the Big Bang, and he spoke. That God there came to earth and died on a cross and shed his divine, that God did that for you and for me. Whoa! If you can't, oh! That's not just inconceivable, it is astounding. It is miraculous. It is wonderful what he has done for you and for me. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Thank you. If I get a little carried away with that one, I don't know how can you get too carried away with that one. I don't know how. Jesus and I have talked about that. And he said, it's okay, Marty. I'm serious. He said, it's okay, Marty. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing to be able to tell Jesus how grateful you are that he loved you and that he died for you and that you I don't know how it happens. You can know Him. Astounding. Absolutely astounding that you can talk to that God who spoke and the whole universe came into being. They call it a big bang. Just think about that. No, don't think about it too much. You will blow your mind. Acts chapter 16, Acts chapter 16, Um, Katrika, I think, and Rick, thank you so much for your hospitality, a wonderful, comfortable room, just, I don't know if you've ever been out to their house, but just wonderful and extremely comfortable that you opened your home last night. I would be remiss if I didn't say thank you and fix me breakfast this morning. I sat there and I, and I thought, my goodness, this lady has a ministry. And it is appreciated. And don't take it casually. I don't. Thank you. Acts chapter 16. Really, there's a lot of people in here I can say thank you to. But if I do that, I'll never get around to preaching. And then I won't get you out of here and you'll all be mad at me. You can't be too mad because that's a sin. And if you sin, you can't go to heaven. Say, hey, I'm kidding. Acts chapter 16, beginning at verse 6. Just a terrific passage. Uh, This, by the way, is a description of a portion of Paul's second missionary journey. So Here we go. Beginning at verse 6, they passed through the Phrygian and Galatian region, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And after they came to Mysia, they were trying to go into Bithynia. The Spirit of Jesus did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas. Now Troas, you understand already, is all the way over on the western coast of Asia Minor. Actually, it's the northwestern coast of Asia Minor. A vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing and appealing to him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, if you have your Bibles and you have a pen, you can probably get the whole crux of this message by underlining the word help. Now, there's more here. Believe me, I can preach a long, long, long time. Sorry, Anna, this is what's... No, I won't do that. But the crux of this message is that word help, underline it. Come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Now, I have been living in Africa, so I am not really up with what's the latest, uh, I don't want to use the word fad, but the latest ideas that float through the church. But I've noticed this. uh, Some people, they don't bother praying. They say the word is blessed, and we don't need to pray and ask God to bless the word. That's true. Absolutely. The word is blessed. Our problem isn't the word, our problem isn't God. Here, here's the problem right here and right there and we do need some prayer here. now if you don't feel you need the prayer, I do. so you're stuck with me right now and you're going to have to pray Jesus Your word is anointed. it will always be anointed. There's nothing that can be done to change that. If people say otherwise, well, it's still anointed. Here's Jesus right here. We are the ones who need the anointing. Come, O Jesus, by your Holy Spirit. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our minds. Speak to who and what we are. Help us, Jesus. Minister to us, Jesus, our hearts, and help us become more like you. And if that happens, Jesus, I am going to be a very happy missionary. Do that, I pray, in your name, Jesus. Amen. Okay, let's take a look at what the book says, okay? We just read Act chapter 16. I am going to be repeat it a little bit. Here we go. They passed through the Phryg- Phrygian and Galatian region, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. Why? Why? Why didn't God, the Holy Spirit... Permit them to move up into the northern regions of Asia Minor. Why? Um, I, I've uh, heard, in fact, as it just burned me, something awful. I I'm, I'm try to be a Christian, I do, I try. But this one really got my goat. I had it wasn't in a church, it was a teacher of the word. He said, Was well, because it was God's intention that the message flow toward Europe, white Caucasians. And I'm sitting there, and I stopped taking notes right there. Don't forget that. What does the book say? The book says, for God so loved the world. I repeat, the world. You know what I honestly think? I think when Jesus said that, for God so loved the world, we have to understand something. Jesus was totally man, but he was totally God. And when Jesus said the world, he wasn't thinking just of Palestine or the Middle East. His mind and his heart went to Europe and went to the islands of the sea and went to North America, and South America. It went all the way, it did go to Asia Minor, but it went all the way over into Asia, and China, and Japan, and Indonesia, all. He said, when God so loved the world. So you see, I don't accept that as a very good reason why. Not at all. So why? Why did God say, you are not to minister the word up in, in, in Asia. You are supposed to move. And he didn't give him permission. He had to move all the way over. Anybody have that figured out? If you are that have that kind of spiritual insight, get a hold of me after the service. In fact, you can, you can do the preaching and I'll just sit down. Here are the facts, Christians. Listen to what I'm saying to you. You and I do not always know the reasons why. You want to know the reasons. I want to know the reasons. But Jesus doesn't always give us the reasons. Here's something else. That's all right. It really is. If he wanted us to know, he'd probably tell us. I've always said this. He's a rather big God. And if he wants to give us the information, he's very capable of doing that. Sometimes, Christians, we don't know why God is doing what he is doing in our lives. That's all right. Really, it is. It is. Second lesson to learn, and I'm just going to move a little bit further in this. And passing by Mysia, they came, oh, pardon me, and after they came to Mysia, they were trying to go into Bithynia, and the spirit of Jesus did not permit them. And passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas. Now, those are just two or three verses there. And it's really kind of interesting because those two three verses describe a missionary journey that began in Antioch of Pisidia. You don't have to remember the name. Not terribly important. But began in Antioch of Pisidia and went all the way up into Bithynia. And then all the way through Mysia, they tried to go up into uh, whatever that is. And then ended up all the way over into Troas. Anybody here have any idea how far that is? I took out my my uh, map that's in the back of my Bible, and I looked at it. I calculated at least eight hundred miles, maybe more. They went here, and then they went there, and then they went there. You know what they were doing? They were wandering. Missionaries aren't supposed to wander. Now, Paul and the team had a plan. They were going to go up into the northern Asia Minor, Bithynia. That was a the plan. They told that to the church in Antioch. But, and what did they do? They wandered. Sometimes missionaries do that. That happened to us this last term. I had come back here to the States and I had reported to all of our supporting churches wherever I was at that we were going to put into place a new church planting program called 96 New Church Plants. And that was entirely intention. Things were in place in Benin and I asked our churches to help us get it started. And uh, we went back to Benin and went up to touch base again with those men that were going to be working with us, and they weren't there any longer. And I sat down with the leadership, and I found out that without those key men, the leadership really wasn't... (laughs) Boy, I'll tell you, that'll clean your clock. I just didn't know what to do! For four or five months, I wandered, I admit it, trying to find a place where we could really make a difference. I don't know how you feel about missionaries and supporting your missionaries, but I really do think that when you give, I should use that wisely. I don't, I'm not one of those missionaries who just passes out money. It wasn't happening. And I remember sitting down with Brenda, it was over breakfast and saying, what in the wide world is going on? not supposed to admit that. But I do have something in common with the apostle there. I'm, I wandered. And then all of a sudden, about five months in, we went down to a little city and oh, it's, it's, it's squalid. I don't know how else to describe it. But it's where our Bible Institute was located. And I sat down with the leadership and I found out that the Bible Institute had planted churches all around the school. And they needed help. And I sat down with the members of those different brand new churches and said, what can we do to help you? And I found people who wanted to commit and people who wanted to make a difference and people who wanted to get their church planted. And all of a sudden, with only a matter of months, 5 six new churches, were established. And then it happened, and it happened, and it happened. But I have to admit to you, there was that wandering. Now, Christians, listen to what I'm saying now. Hear what I'm saying to you. Sometimes we all, not just missionaries, we all feel as though we're wandering. We're just not haven't found it, the focus. And we wonder, what you? we get up in the morning, we say, Jesus, guide my life, help me, and then we feel as though we've gone through the days and the weeks and the months wandering. Don't feel too bad. I suggest you do exactly what the Apostle Paul did. He just kept moving forward. Now, I'm certain, I'm positive there were times when the apostle wanted to sit down on a stump or a log underneath a tree and and go back. Now, maybe not, because he's probably more spiritual than you and I. But I suspect, having a little bit of missionary experience, that uh, he probably wondered, what in the wide world is, I am wasting... 800 miles from the Antioch of Pisidia all the way over to Troas. Months and months and months of travel. Wandering. Christians, if you're wandering, listen to me now, because I'm pretty sure in this group of people right here, there will be someone who feels as if you're just kind of marking time. You're not. No, you're not. As long as you keep moving forward. Don't worry about it. Just keep moving forward. Now, Pastor Bruce, that's pretty good preaching. It really is. Sometimes we don't know. But just keep pressing forward. It's going to be all right. Take another step and another step and another step and another step and another step. I was talking to Joel and Anna here. How I learned my French. One new thing every day. And you will learn and you will grow and you will change and you will do something for Jesus. Uh, work can, uh, missionary work can be frustrating, it can be confusing, it can be discouraging work. There are times you feel, oh my goodness, good missionaries just keep moving forward. And you'd be amazed, just by moving forward, you are being led by the Spirit. Okay, let's read verse 9. i got to be done pretty soon. A vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing and appealing to him and saying, "Why, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them now. I've already said, underline that word, help. Really important. The vision was not go to Macedonia and preach the gospel and have a mighty ministry. I'm sorry, people. God does wonderful things, He truly does. I've seen things happen, and I've been astounded at some of the things I've seen God do. But I learned very, very early in my missionary call that I'm called to help. I don't have to be a great man of God. I kind of, but that's beside the point. I don't have to be a great man of God but I do have to help. Now, I'll give you an illustration of that, and then I'll just make my point, and we'll go on. We'll finish this, okay? When we first went into Benin, our very, very first term, I had thought it was from God. Joel, don't hold it against me. It wasn't, but I thought... It was from God. I was going to become a teacher, and I was going to be the director of the Bible Institute that was located at that time up into the northwestern corner of the country. Great man of God. But upon arriving in the country, I discovered that there was a marvelous, I mean a marvelous Beninois pasture who was the instructor and the director of the school up in Tingu? I compared the two of us. There was no comparison. Not only was his French many times better than I, he had an intellect that was just out of this world. You know, there's people in this life, and, and let's be honest, they're smarter than we are. And he was a lot smarter than me. I knew it. I knew that he understood Benin. He understood the people. He understood the pastor. And he understood the students better than I. I couldn't be of any help there. And I knew it. So when they offered the directorship to me, I turned it down. I really couldn't be that much help. What to do? We went back to Loco cell where we were living at the time, and I felt a little bit lost. But I did know that I had a number of pastors. At that time, there were only three pastors in the Mono province, and all of them wanted to start churches. Okay, I may not be very good at this. I've never planned it well. Brenda and I had pioneered a church in Shelbyville, Illinois, started with one person, and Yes, that church is there today, but to do it in Africa, this is a very entirely different ballgame. How do you do that? I didn't know. But I thought, okay, I don't know what's happening, but I can help. Pastor Kasuan and I sat down together. Ooh, he was the man I was working with there in Loco South. So we sat down together, and we just made a plan. We want to plant a church back here in Dalsing Wei, was the name of the village at the time. How are we going to plant that church? We made a plan we, to get people together who had a heart for that, and just make a plan. Who's going to be singing the songs? Who's going to be giving the testimonies? Who's going to be taking the equipment out, hanging the lanterns? And we didn't have these things but you know they would look for a chair because the missionary has to sit down before he gets up to preach don't ask me why it just has to sit down before he preaches and so they had a man assigned who would go find a chair in the village somewhere so that the missionary could sit down i know it's but when you're working with people you adapt culturally and so i then everybody had a part in we went out and we began preaching out in Dancing Way. And then another, and then another, and then another. During that first term, Pastor Kasuan and I, Pastor Loco, Pastor Samian, I honestly don't know how many churches we, we, we planted in that region. I know that today the number of churches reached well, well, way over now, 126 churches. Later on, and this was the part I didn't really know at the time, but later on Pastor Kasuan would become the director of our Bible Institute, then located in Dasa. And Pastor Kasuan created a class to teach these young future pastors how to plant a church wherever they're at. And what I did not know, I learned of it later on. Pastor Casaman took the basic model that we had created back in the Mono province and just taught that in the classes. Just helping. I can't say God called me to it, I guess I found out God called Christians. Come over and help. That's missions work. But Christians, listen to what I'm saying to you. If you want God to use you, if you want to make a difference, find a place where you can help. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be up here in front. Churches work. Am I right, Pastor? Churches work because a lot of people help. I will, from time to time, have a young man or a young woman come up to me and say, God has called me to be a missionary. I say, Great, that's wonderful. That's usually the first thing I say, that's a great thing. I think that's terrific. God has called you. But now tell me, the next thing I say is, What are you doing in your church right now? Are you teaching a Sunday school class? Are you active in the youth? Are you uh, 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 ministering in a nursing home? What are you doing for God here right now? And I will have to tell you, the majority of the time, they look at me with a blank look like, Oh no, God's called me to be a missionary. And you're not helping Here, now, people, if you want to do something for God, just find some way that you can help. Seriously, because normally God uses those who are applying their gifts to advance the kingdom right where they are at. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, I absolutely promise you there is some area where you can make a difference. And you can help. Christians helping. Isn't just for missionaries. It's for us. All of us. Come over. Into Macedonia. And help God. Is looking. For helpers. And. And. Uh, I suppose that applies to all of us. Pastor Bruce, I, my time isn't quite up. Oh, Bobby's going to come. And he'll take over. If you don't know why, don't let it bother you. Really, don't let it bother you. We don't have to have all the reasons why. And if you're wondering a little bit, when you get up tomorrow morning, just keep moving forward. You may not know it, but it's very likely the Holy Spirit is still guiding your life. And above all, find some way to be a help. I just, this last week, my neighbor across the road, his name is, I won't tell you his name, his theology is bent out of all kinds of, it kind of comes from the Bible, but it's, and I was done talking to him, and I could see something, his his yard needed some weed whacking. I went back and I got the weed whacker and I just helped him out. Find a way to help a neighbor. Yeah, missionaries can do that. We're not beyond that. Find a way to help a neighbor. Find a way to help a friend. Find a way to be a help here in this church. God will use you. I'm all done. Pretty good preaching,
1: Can we thank Marty? Come on, keep keep a round of applause. Give me a hug, man. I love you, bro. So good. So good. I know, uh, man, I know that message was for at least five handful, five, ten people in this room. I know it was a message for me. Seriously, think about it. What can we do to just help? Just be a part of the help, um, at whatever capacity. I loved how you started that off, Marty. Like God so loved the world, He loves people, and anyone can be used uh, by God. It's just us needing to be um, open, willing, obedient. Yes, it's just taking that leap of faith. Some have you heard that before? Like a leap of maybe that's maybe that's all it is. Can we do this, church? Can we stand this morning? As we stand, worship team, you can start doing your thing. Um, we're we're going to go back into a song just to end, end our time together. That's it, that's all it is. It's just to reflect, it's just to literally take the word that was communicated, process it, not only with their mind, but with their hearts, and make sure they're both on the same page so that when we exit and leave and walk through these doors, back out into the world, whatever the world looks like to you, whether it's your, right, your home, your work environment, um, w- whatever that is, uh, man, how can I be used by God? How can I help? I'm not the smartest, I'm not the most talented, right, but I can help. And so this time is to hopefully, hopefully, hopefully to, to, to listen to God, to be in tune with him, to press in maybe a little bit more. I know some of us might not have had our morning cup of coffee, right? And we're kind of, but man, can we just, can we take this time going a little bit further? And so um, I encourage you, church. Uh, yeah, we're going to sing this song. Some of you, you we're going to sing along to it. And if you know the words, and that's great. And, and I love it too, Pastor Bobby, just the theology about this. Like it's, we're going to go into new wine. So how can we be used by God? How can he pour new wine into, into us? How can we be used by him? And so uh, I'm going to hop off, but I just encourage you, church, encourage you to press in, um, to listen to God, and how, can, and how can you, how can you, yes, you, be used by God? How can you help advance his kingdom? Come on, church, let's respond this morning. Yes, Lord, we just thank you uh, for this time this moment that we get to have to hear and listen uh, to you, Lord God. We know that you are a God that is always speaking, Lord. So even after, when we leave here, uh, we know that you're going to be speaking and depositing and pouring into um, our hearts, our souls, Lord God, Um, just direction, um, clarity, um, answers to questions, Lord God. And so I just pray that we continue to have this heart, this, this heart of openness, willingness to hear from you, God and I just I just pray, Lord, that um, man that when we do leave here, that it would continue to be on our hearts and our me. man, how can I, uh, how can I help? How can I be utilized by you? I only have this to offer, but Lord, you you call and you equip. That's the thing I love about you, Lord God. Not only do you call, but you equip the called, Lord. And you're gonna give us the words to say you're going to give us um, in those moments, uh, in those situational moments, Lord God, that we find ourselves in, you're going to give us the words to communicate, uh, man, your gospel and ultimately your love, Lord Jesus. And so I just pray um, that over us right now that you would uh, be moving, be active, that you would give us the confidence, the boldness, Lord God, to to take that next step, Lord God. I know some of us in this room, we might be in that wandering phase, Lord God, but I love your word through Marty. It's continuing to move forward not going to stay uh, put, Lord God, maybe briefly to hear from you, but we're going to continue to move forward, Lord God, and to seek ultimately what it is that you have in store when doors close, Lord God, as uh, the story depicted of uh, the Apostle Paul, when things um, are being shut down and, and we're being uh, directed differently, uh, Lord God, that you're going to open that door and that opportunity is going to be be there for us, for us for us to just take that step um, through that threshold, Lord God, and to do your will and to do your work, Lord God. So I pray for that boldness. I pray for that um, steadfastness to Lord Jesus. I love you so much, Lord God. We love you, Lord God. We pray all this in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, church, hey, before you leave, a couple things. There's um, the bookmarks on the on the seats. You see those? That's our, our soap uh, Bible reading plan. But also, um, uh, we have cards that we'd love for you to pass out. We have a new series coming in August. I know summer is coming to a close and all the fun things, but there are still good things happening. One of those is um, our series, The Pursuit of Happiness. We're going to be looking at the Beatitudes. So I encourage you to pick this up and hand it out. But hey, we um, love you guys here. Let me say a prayer. Lord, go Uh, before us, behind us, and all around us. Lord God, we love you and we thank you in your name. Amen. Amen. Love you, church. See you back here uh, next Sunday morning.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's message from The Gateway Church. If you'd like to find out more about our church, such as service times, giving, and ways to get connected, visit us at
1: thegatewaygh.com.